Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In the fall of 1987, four men find themselves reunited with childhood friends for the first time in ten years. They are drawn together by the mysterious death of a mentor they all cared for together as children. World of Darkness, The Ultimate Evil is a first edition Chronicles of Darkness game that takes place in Bismarck, North Dakota and is inspired by the satanic panic of the 1980s. Remembrance is the first story arc that follows Alex, played by Adam B., Wayne, played by Adam C., Che, played by Andrew, and Michael, played by Slavic, as they discover the mysteries that surround them in their hometown. If you would like to contact us, you can reach us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. So we are going to uh, start off with you, Alex. You are asleep and you're constantly having this horrible nightmare that uh, at times seems, you know, one of those lucid dreams, like you're awakening, you're viewing it and other times you don't, but where you see a younger Ray's face, guy that you talked to had just gotten out of prison. Again, to reiterate, has a really thick black handlebar mustache, a thick head of black hair that that's kind of cut shorter, really intense gray eyes. And he has blood splattered across his face, and you see him almost like a silent scream. You keep having this dream where you just keep seeing this over, and it has like a black backdrop in it. It's almost like his face comes in and falls back out and comes in. You wake up, and you you have some light that seems to be going through some blinds that are on a window, and you have a killer headache, and you feel all of a sudden your stomach just up, like churn a little bit, and you kind of lean your head over and you puke. And after you puke and you look, you, you realize that you're like on a couch or something. You see like a cheap beige carpet that's on the floor. And, and, and you realize as soon as you wake up that, yeah, you're, you're hungover. And, and, and as slowly as like thoughts are starting to collect in your head, you remember having a drink at, at, after you got off work the, that last night where you and Michael were together. Uh, but from there, you don't remember much else. Go ahead. Scenes on you there. Oh, what the fuck did I do to myself? God damn it. <laughs> where the fuck am I? I'll get up and try to figure out where the hell he passed out. As you sit up, you feel you're, you feel like a dizziness that kind of comes over, crashes over you like a wave for a second. And then you're able to focus and you're looking around. You see like a some of the old wooden like like blocks that kids used to play with. Some of the letter ones that are kind of scattered in a floor. You, you, it's a small living room. You see one of those little play xylophones that kids used to have then with the with the little stick and the rounded end that they used to beat along with it. And, and you see like a couple like stuffed animals, a Winnie the Pooh stuffed animal, and you're, you're confused for a second. And then you look and you see an end table that's like at the end of the couch that you're sleeping on. And you see that there's like a folded piece of paper and written in like a feminine cursive is, is your name, Alex, that's written on there. It's almost like it's left there for you to read. I'll stumble over to the end table, open it up, and try to bring it into focus. I was just into trying to read with still the taste of vomit and, and just in, in your mouth like a like the Sahara Desert right now. You you're, you see that it's a note from Carla 
saying that, uh, don't worry, but you showed up at her door drunk. You you crashed out here. She called in last night for you at work so you could uh, avoid uh, the last couple nights, she said, so you could avoid getting fired. She just kind of said that finally when you were asleep, she didn't want to wake you up and you've been out since like four. She lists the time that's like you've been out almost since like eight or nine the previous morning. So you almost been out for like 20 some hours, just like passed out on her couch there. And then that's what you see. She says she hopes to see you. Just uh, she says spare keys under the mat. Just make sure you lock the door of her apartment when you leave. All right. He'll uh, put the note into his pocket, go into the, well, he'll try to figure out where the kitchen is. He'll make his way over there, grab some paper towels or some rags to clean up the mess he made, and uh, try to find some aspirin. Her kitchen, you actually realize after you've been in here once uh, when you're waiting for Carla to get ready for work when she was kind of running late, you realize that this is her apartment that she stays in with her two kids. Uh, You kind of saw her two kids. uh, You know, the toys make sense. You saw them. They were two young boys, probably if you were to guess like a toddler and maybe six, they were usually sitting there playing. Last time you were there, it was kind of awkward because you were standing there by the door, not wanting to kind of in upon her person or personal space or her house or her apartment, excuse me, but also having her kids like staring at you, like they're sizing you up. It was this awkward, like almost lack of a better term, Clint Eastwood moment, you know, where it's like, you're staring at them. They're staring at you. Like, like, like are you encroaching upon them until then she finally came out in a rush and you guys left. So it almost feels like also to you at this moment that you're almost, went beyond a, a barrier that, that, you know what I mean? A privacy that she set up and, and you kind of not only feel the shame, I guess, of, of just going on a binge like you did, but also like you're kind of encroaching again upon her, her privacy in a way. So, but you do find aspirin though in her small kitchen, which, uh, you know, she does a decent job of keeping stocked, uh, with, you know, the little money she makes and the lack of child support that she gets from the father of her kids, you know? All right, I will uh, down a small handful of aspirin, drink some water nice. slowly, try to rehydrate myself. I'll splash some water onto my face from the sink, and then I'll look for a phone. All right, so you find a phone, you're able to find it. All right, and then I will call Mike. All right, Mike, we'll cut to you, all right? So you're sleeping, Mike. You are having this dream where oddly, like, it's it's the same memory that has recently been replaying through your head of riding your bike past the house that you guys were just at, where you saw, like, the blonde guy mm-hmm. who was uh, who was walking in the house there. And uh, uh, you actually know his name again, excuse me, uh, Charlie Dunn. This time, though, the dream is different. The fact that while you're riding your bike and you see him and you see him looking at his mail and looking up, you almost, like, see his face and you see that his face seems to be almost fearful in a way or stressed, not like a normal relaxing. I'm going to check the male face, but seems to be one of, yeah, a lot of stress, I guess. I can't think of a better adjective or a better adjective for it, but yeah, definitely stressed out. Uh, but you wake up when you, when you hear the sharp ring of your phone, snap you out of the dream. And it was really disappointing, like the ring, because you swear at that moment when you saw his face, like you're, back of your head you're about to have an epiphany and then the phone just like rips at you rips you out of that dream and you're kind of laying there like god you know what i mean like you feel a sense of frustration yeah. for a moment but go ahead scenes on you yeah so i guess i'll just you know groggily pick up and just hello hey mike uh what's up alex is that really you mostly i'm a little uh out of it right now but 
I was wondering what I miss, if anything. I've uh, apparently I've been sleeping for like a day. <laughs> oh man, uh, I think it'd be better to talk about this in person if we can. Uh, uh, yeah, I, we we can do that. I convinced uh, Wayne and Jaden to help help me look. You know, you know, you remember those guys? Vaguely, I'm not remembering a lot right now. It hurts okay. to think. I, I, I think, you know what, I'll set up a meeting and we'll talk about what happened, okay? Okay, uh, can you give me a couple of hours so I can go home and shower and shave and yeah, shower yeah. again? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what, do, what are you going to do at this moment, Mike? Uh, first thing I'm going to do, uh, you know, probably also take a shower and breakfast, stuff like that. And probably mm-hmm. an hour later after, you know, actually waking up, uh, what day is it anyway? Oh, excuse me, Sunday morning. Let's say, we'll say Sunday morning for now. Okay. Okay. I guess I'll, uh, I guess I'll call, uh, who will I call first? I guess Wayne. Um, yeah. Wayne, you're asleep in your trailer. You're actually like having... The best sleep that you've had probably, you know, in quite a while. Because as we were talking about, you had this weird, like, like, like when everyone else was having doubt after the, the, the scene at the house, your guy was like, no, fuck, let's do this. You know, and like felt motivated and like, especially the talk that you had with Bruce. Now that you're actually having this weird dream where it's from the perspective of almost of when you're a child. And it's not like an overly complicated dream, but it's one where your father's actually like kind of touching your teaching in a sign of, of caring, you know what I mean? Like in a fatherly way, like one of the few times you kind of remember that looking up to him and see him smiling down at you, you know, in a way, but his face is, is kind of hard to, to make out a little bit because of the sun that's like kind of glaring, you know, and that's coming out from, so in a way, like how children sometimes look at their fathers or their mothers as like, you know, these godheads, you're, you're having a dream kind of, kind of at that moment like that uh, when the phone rings and you're, you're kind of snapped out of it. I'll wake up. And kind of just uh like roll myself out of bed and uh go go to the phone and answer it. Hey Wayne, you up? Yeah, I'm up. What's up? <laughs> yeah, uh, I just uh, talked to Alex. You know, you remember Alex? I told you about him. Um, yeah. he wants to know what happened. So I set up a meeting later today. So if it would be okay with you to you know stop by. Yeah, I I definitely want to talk about what happened. Yeah, I think I think it'd be good. Uh, uh, I'll call Jaden, I think. Or do you want to call Jaden? Not to uh, be difficult, but uh, Chayton working nights would have his phone unplugged until about noon. Yeah, that's okay. okay. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> Not trying to be difficult, but right. it just it wouldn't make sense for yeah, me. Yeah. So I don't have a way to get in touch with with uh, Che yet. So I guess um. What I would do in the meantime is I'm, I'm gonna like uh clean up the trailer. He he uh it's just gonna like you know he feels like this. I feel like this sense of motivation. I'm just gonna uh go and and um clean up all the all the shit I have around and maybe clean myself up a little bit, which is like not something Wayne usually cares too much about. Yeah, like a new lease on life, kind of like he's just like yeah, you know, it has this like fount of energy and motivation and and that you're you've been lacking probably for a good amount of time in your yeah, life totally that that totally like a manic depressive kind of but not saying he's manic depressive but you know when manic depressives are up they're up man you know so that's good stuff 
Che, we're going to cut to you before people get, you know, are able to get in touch with you. And okay. then we're going to cut to Alex. But uh, Che, so you're having this dream, man. This dream is erotic to say the least, but it's, it's not erotic in like a, the wet dream kind of way, but more in, in a, um, a, a connection that you have. And this dream that you're having that you're, you're, you're in bed, uh, entangled with a, a woman who's also Native American, beautiful, right? Like attract, like definitely a, a, an attractive woman. But this dream, and instead of like your normal, you know, exotic, uh, erotic dream that uh, men sometimes have, it's it's more of a sensual type where it's it's not so much on the physical side that the dream is is really intense. It's the connection that you have with her. It's almost like if you were to like narrate this or try to explain it to someone after the fact happens that that you're in love with this person, you know, and. This is not a woman that you've ever recognized or you've never been with in real life. You know what I mean? Like if you were to think back. Fanciful image of like, oh, perfect lady kind of thing. Yeah, in a way, but not. she's not like a – and I don't want to like sound degrading. She's not like a 10, right? Like like someone you see on TV, but she's a definite like solid 8. You know, like in our normal lives, you know what I mean? Someone who – but it's more than that though too. It's not like – you're not, it's not just because she's attractive, but like in this dream, like you're really, you're really in love with her, you know, and you really have this passion for her. And it's the fact, like when you wake up on your own around noon, there's, it's just, it's really was, it's really hard to snap out of the dream, right? Like you feel like almost in a daze, like your sheets are all ruffled up from because you're tossing and turning in the dream. You're sweaty because it was like a really intense dream. You get out like, like of your bed, like in this weird, like again, daze, like trying to like where you're turn on the shower and you're hoping that the shower like snaps you out of it your head and as you're standing in yeah and as you're standing in the shower though there's this moment where like you smell the sex of a woman you know like you smell that smell that usually lingers in a room or on you but then it's gone you know that, that like there's we like what like i smell some and then it's just you can't smell it anymore it was like this faint like trace that almost is like that final lingering a uh, hook that the dream had in your in your in your conscious and now it's gone and then now you're able to be like okay this is the real world you know uh this is what's what's going on so go ahead scenes on you his normal routine after uh waking on a non-work day would be uh to kind of go out for a run and try and and this would kind of help him like center himself some more and clear his head after that he would do that before um you know eating or anything just going out immediately go out get a get a jog in um come back clear his head maybe maybe 30 minutes or so okay like almost like he's purging the system yeah like cuz your body is like fasting at that moment when you wake up and when you go run it's almost like that ex- yeah it's almost like a purification in, in, in a way mentally and physically so so then he'd come back uh Maybe that's when he'd plug in his phone and uh, start uh, making up something to eat. You know, it's it's noon. He's hungry. He's okay. Getting his day De- started just now. I'm gonna Maybe check and see if I have any like recorded voicemails. So you you could have left a voice message a message if you wanted to, uh, Wayne, when when you called earlier. So if you want to go ahead and tell him what your message would be, you can go ahead and do that now. Okay. Um. So the message will be, Hey, Chayton, it's Wayne. Uh, I just I just heard from Mike. Him and Alex want to meet up, so uh, just give me a call back when you get a chance, and then I'm gonna read off my number. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll call him back. All right. Your phone's ringing while you're like sitting there polishing the top of your wood grain stained television, and you're getting like the ashtray and the beer bottle like like little water stains that are on top there. You're trying to scrub them out and get them out. Your phone rings. Okay. So we'll say that like um. 
the the trailers like like uh looking decently cleaner. Um, he'll have like this uh cigar box in front of him, and he's uh rolling a joint while listening to um an Aussie record while the phone rings. He's gonna hit stop and and just uh rush over to the phone anxiously. Hey, uh, I got your message. Hey, what's up? Uh, listen, I know I know your uh I know your work schedule is kind of complicated, but uh, would you be able to to set up some kind of meeting with uh Mike and Alex? Sure. Well, or fit uh, what, in some what kind of meeting rather. Time. Uh, what would you have in mind? Uh, so Mike didn't really tell me the specifics, but uh, pretty much we need to uh we need to fill um Alex in on on what happened the other night. And there's some things that I would I would like to uh maybe figure out and discuss amongst you guys. Okay. Well, just uh. I guess figure out what the what they want to do and uh, let me know. I'll uh, I'll meet you guys wherever. I'm uh, I'm free until uh, tomorrow. I've got work in the evening. All right. I'll give you the uh, time and the place when I find out more. I'm thinking probably just the Denny's, but uh, I don't know. Alex, you get home uh, are walking into the front of your house, and your mom just comes up to you right away within like three feet of you. She's wearing like you can tell she's like kind of a little stressed out. She has like a uh, 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 kind of a these gray slacks on with a with a blue sweater. She's barefoot and her hair looks a little dis- disheveled. And as soon as you close the door and turn around, you realized that the dragon has been let loose. You saw this quite a bit in your younger days. This is where her the Russian side of her starts coming out. Uh, you, your character speaks Russian too, right? Yes. All right. So this conversation is going to be. Obviously, going on in Russian. Where the fuck have you been? Where have you been? And she goes. She like starts poking her finger in your chest. Uh, sorry, mom. I was at a friend's apartment. What's wrong? You little fuck. We bring you to this fucking country. We get you away from all this shit, and you become soft. What? Where are you doing those fucking drugs again? And she like kind of like put you know. And when she, I say she pushes you. Obviously, it's not like really affecting you too much, but you definitely could tell that her anger's. Uh, reigning supreme right now in her head. No, no, mom, mom. I, no, look, look, my arms are clean. And he'll roll up his sleeves. And, no track marks. Look, I'm okay. And she, she grabs your arms and she's like, "You smell like a fucking. You smell like an alcoholic. I smelled on you. Where have you been? I've been worried sick about you. You start hanging out with these new these people that I don't know, and then you're up there losing your fucking mind. And me and your father are worried." I, I work at a bar. Of course I smell like alcohol. What do you want? I want you to be normal. I want you to get married and have children. I want you. To, I don't know what happened to you. Why you act like this all the time? And at this point, you know, she's just kind of like, you can see that her eyes are starting to water up a little bit. I will, uh, I'll give her a hug. Mom, mother, I was working. I stayed at a friend's apartment. I'm okay. And you can see how first she tries to, like, resist you. That her taught her, you know, her 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 kind of like body is starting to, um, with age is starting to like sink in, you know, what old age does to people, and she tries to fight you with the vigor of her youth, but then after a while, she just kind of like gives up and she just starts crying on your chest and everything like that, and she starts mumbling in Russian that she's just, you know, I worry about you. That's all it is. I worry about you. You make me sad. I worry about you. I worry about you. And she just starts, you know, mumbling as she's crying in your chest there, as you're kind of like. It's almost like, uh, uh, I'm sure if anyone's ever seen their parents cry, it's an odd feeling. But also, I'm sure since you're the, the source of her frustration, that a sense of, you know, of guilt slightly starts to, to, to hit you a little bit there. 
as uh, she starts to sort of calm down a little bit, I'll pat her on the back. It's okay, Mama. It's okay. I'm fine. You can relax. I make you breakfast. You, you're hungry? I make you breakfast. Alex will groan on the inside, knowing that his stomach <laughs> probably can't take anything. Right? It's like, ah. <laughs> yes, Mama, I will have breakfast. Can I take a shower first? <laughs> you go clean. You go clean. And she, okay, she, thank you. As she's walking off, she starts singing some Russian like song from the 20s, from her youth, or 20s or 30s. You know what I mean? From, from, from her youth as she walks off. And Alex will go upstairs to take his shower while bemoaning the fate that he's about to inflict on his stomach and intestines. <laughs> and then you probably got to go to Denny's afterwards, man. You're like, Denny's is better. Oh. All right. <laughs> we'll just say that since you got done talking to Che, Wayne, I, you know, if you want to call Mike and figure out what the hell the plan is or whatever, you know, I'll let you go ahead and knock that out right now. All right. Yeah. So I'll, uh, I'll give Mike a call. Hey, man. Hey, I just got off the phone with Che. Uh, he's, he's down to meet. Um, where are you thinking? Uh, uh, let's just stick to the Denny's thing. Okay. So then, um, I guess I'll, I'll call Che back and relay that information to him. So are you going to call back, uh, Alex, Mike? Uh, yeah. 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 So as you're taking a shower, Alex, you hear a knock on the door and your mom cracks a little bit, obviously re- respecting your privacy as you're in the shower, but she like, you got phone call. You got phone call from your friend. I, I'll, I'll call him back, mom. Okay. She's like, he called you back. He called you back. Okay. okay who, thanks, and then man. she's like, but, but who, what's your name again? What's your name, sir? Uh, I'm Michael. Michael Gray. Well, what do you do for a living, uh, Michael Gray? I'm a police officer. Oh, you're a police officer, really? Here in Bismarck? Yeah. Oh, my, my boy, he's been good, right? He, yeah. You and him don't do he bad is. things together, right? D- don't worry. I wouldn't let him go bad. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I, I, you sound like a nice boy. If you want to come over, I'm making breakfast right now. I can, I can, I can leave some for you too. Make some for you too. <laughs> That's okay, Matt. But thank you. All for right, the right. offer. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You have a good day, Officer Michael. And she like hangs up the phone. Uh, you get done with your shower. Uh, I take it you're going to call him back there, Alex, before you put your stomach through the holy hell that's a Russian breakfast. Yeah, I'm going to get dressed and go over to the phone and hope that the phone call gives me an excuse not to eat. <laughs> All right. Oh, this scene's on you guys. So, uh, hey, Matt. Up, Mike. Hey, what's what's the plan? Yeah, so we're going to meet up in Denny's. At Denny's. Okay. Um, I will see you there. Yeah. Okay. Or, well, uh, can you give me a ride? Because taking the bus will take forever. Yeah, 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 sure. Awesome. Thank okay. you. So the plan is Denny's. You guys are all heading over there. Uh, Alex, when... You're, you you come down and your mother like okay you sit down I got food for you and you see like there's some eggs and some like Russian sausage I don't know if Russian sausage is a thing but I really don't know anything about Russian cuisine pancakes. there's some like pancakes pancakes there's some coffee and 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 a bunch of stuff there she's like you sit down you eat thank you mama I gotta go I gotta go I I'm meeting my friend um I'll take some oh, pancakes which... though <laughs> okay. which friend are you meeting that Michael the officer Michael the good one that good boy yes yes we're gonna go have breakfast. Okay, okay, you go have fun. You go have fun. And she like, and she, you see, she's almost like pushing you out the door now. And when, I'll, and when you, I'll try to grab like a couple of pancakes with my bare hands. And as you as you're rolling up, Mike, Michael, you see like the door open. You see his mom kind of like pushing him out a little bit, and she's like waving all over eagerly to you, Michael, yeah, I, as you're like in the car there. I guess I just <laughs> wave back a little bit. I'm just confused. 
All right. All right. Alex will so, try to stuff half a pancake in his mouth as he's stumbling down the stairs. <laughs> All right. So this. So we're gonna say that Che. We're gonna do. do if there are two scenes, so we're gonna do two scenes. We're gonna say that Che and Wayne get to Denny's before Michael and Alex. But we're gonna do the scene. We'll do you two first. Is there a scene? A scene that you guys want to play out while sitting there waiting, or uh, is there a call? It's it's up to you guys. So uh, you could you could smoke in Denny's back then, right? I'll probably just oh, totally, be, uh, just chain smoking cigarettes, waiting for the other two to arrive. I don't know if there's anything specifically. I, yeah, so then I'll I'm gonna say to uh, Chayden. So uh, yesterday, huh? He Chay's not like a he's a he's a social smoker, not a uh, like a chain smoker, like you were saying. So he might okay, join you with smoker, one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he might join you with one and kind of have a sit down and just yeah that was some crazy stuff what do you uh what do you think that was i'm just gonna motion for another um cup of coffee and i'm gonna say i don't know i don't know if it was just something i I was seeing or or what i kind of i kind of want to like go talk to my grandparents about it they might i don't know just they're they're the superstitious type they might they might have some kind of advice. I don't know. It's just really, it really freaked me out. But, uh, you know, I'm glad I didn't go there on my own. That's for sure. Something tells me that I was supposed to run into you guys again and that this isn't just some type of coincidence. I don't think, uh, I really know how to react to that. (laughs) Uh, I guess Che would just kind of be kind of quiet at this point. Like he doesn't know, I don't, I don't know what to say to that. Like, he doesn't really yeah. believe in like in higher power or anything. So, yeah. Well, you guys are having like you guys also had like two complete different reactions to what happened. Then you know what I mean. Yeah. One had doubt, and one was like, "What the fuck am I doing here?" And the other one's like, "Fucking, hey, I'm empowered now." You know. So it's like, yeah, that you probably wouldn't know what to say because you're not even close remotely at the time. I don't know now, but like feeling the same way he's feeling. You know what I mean? Where he feels this is his fate and destiny. And you're kind of like, what the hell did I even do- happen? You know, I don't even have any answers to even start with, you know? So that, that makes sense, definitely. We'll, we'll leave the scene there because it definitely, I think that, like, like it, it's funny, too, because, like, one's, like, chain smoking. The other's really methodical, one cigarette. You know what I mean? Like, really just kind of dwelling on what the hell happened. All right, scene, uh, Mike and Alex, you guys are just pulling off from in front of uh, Alex's house. Go ahead, scenes on you guys as you guys are driving to Denny's. Hey, man, the stuff that happened, it was, you got to promise me that, you know, whatever happens, you, you, you won't start with that shit again. I was drunk, not high. I'm not, I, I trust you. Don't, no, I, I mean, like, the things we're going to tell you about, they're, you might think we're crazy or something. It's just, it was really intense. Yeah, I, I'm not about to get in on any of that again. I, it took me a long enough time to get off of it. I don't need any more track marks. Yeah, we're dealing with some heavy shit right now, but I'm not going to go any further than the bottle, all right? Okay, good. You know, you need anything, you just call me and we can hang out and deal with it, you know? Okay, thank you. Do you have more aspirin in the car? Sweet. So you guys roll up to Denny's. As you guys are walking into Denny's, you, uh, Alex, are taken aback for a second when you see both 
Wayne and Che because obviously, and and you watched the last session them from when they were kids, but it's almost like this weird, uh, especially with your hangover and you being dehydrated and, and kind of dizzy. It's almost like a discombobulating feeling of like seeing like them and then remembering them as kids and then seeing and they're both sitting at a table looking up at you one obviously there's a cloud of smoke above them and an ashtray that's kind of full and two coffee cups but you they both are looking oh i definitely would have asked for more coffee cups so that they they were there when they got there definitely so you see there's two coffee cups waiting too and they're just like you see, they both look at you, and you almost have this like like it's a offsetting moment where you remember them as kids, and you see them as adults, and and you just you feel your a, a slight uh, dizziness that just a little bit. You know what I mean? It takes you over for a second where you're like, I gotta sit down, or you know what I mean, drink some water or something like that. And you guys see him, and and you obviously and uh, see he described his character before. He it looks hungover. Like, 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 you know, so what comes along with being hungover just kind of looks like the walking death at the moment. Plus, it was it was like a two-day, three-day bender that he, he was on, you know, so. Pale, bags right. under the eyes. Fun stuff. So, uh, scenes on you guys. Go ahead. Alex will pull out a cigarette, light it as he shuffles over to the table. Guys? I'm going to reach out and shake your hand. Oh, sorry, we you first. <laughs> He'll, Alex will shake hands and. Then he'll scratch the back of his head a little bit, and his eyes will sort of water while he tries to reach through his memory. Just from the pain of making his brain do something, his, he grimaces and his eyes water, and he's like, yeah, I remember you guys. And then he just sort of drops into the booth. How's it going? I'll, uh, raise my hand and get some attention to get some coffee for him. He looks like he needs it. You see this lady, she looks to be in her 40s or 50s, kind of gray tight perm comes up and she like pours coffee. And she's looking at you guys like she's giving you like the North Dakota stare, like look over like there's an Indian, you know, and I don't mean it's Native American, but in their heads, it's like, you know, there's an Indian, there's a pothead, there's a guy who looks hungover, but this guy looks like he's okay, you know, talking about Michael. She's like pouring, co- she's pouring coffee and she's like, you guys ready to order? You need me to come back? Yeah, I guess, I guess we can just order whenever. Yeah. Can I have a coffee and some potatoes? She's like, yes. Uh, she nods towards the coffee cup that's in front of you, and she writes down the potatoes. You guys order whatever. You guys can do your scene. And in the middle of the scene, she'll come by and be like, you know what I mean, dropping the stuff off to you guys and everything. So go ahead. Scenes on you guys. So you guys wanted to talk, huh? Uh, I thought it – I think it was a good idea. Or it is a good idea. I'm going to guess some stuff happened while I was – busy yeah you remember that uh you know i guess vision we shared yeah i remember i, I try to you know i start speaking uh, almost w- whispering a bit yeah like you know i don't want other people to hear us because it's crazy i remember yeah. why what about it uh, well we had something similar god damn it like, what happened uh, well, we went investigating the house, you know, and I guess what happened is we got out of the car and there were like, I guess, what we thought were neighbors outside. Yeah, there's an old man and yeah. old woman sitting there in uh, wheelchairs on the porch. I went to talk to them, got a cigarette. They, uh, it was weird. It was weird. It was so weird. There were flies everywhere. Flies? Yeah. I, I just, thought... I don't know how to describe it. It was, 
Like a swarm. Yeah, a swarm everywhere, just flying all around. It's so disgusting, and we all vomited. Yeah, it's like, like normally, flies wouldn't bother me that much, you know. But I don't know. There's something about it, and we and we just all just fell over, and then and then the old people they were gone, they just vanished and, without a trace, you know, as if they were never there. Just to uh, reiterate, kind of the, the the matters that happened. It was originally. Like, first, Che started noticing the swarm going from the old person alongside the house. Che fell out, and then it was Wayne. Wayne's, like, sitting there trying to pay attention. He fell out, but but Mike actually was, like, enthralled, like, almost, like, like standing there. And, and, and Mike, just, just, to, just to, add, or to add to what you saw in case you, you forgot from last session, you, your character was so enthralled that, like, the, the whole, the whole uh, the environment around you just seemed to disappear and you were drawn into like you were looking through a window and you saw a lady like sitting there clawing at her face, like screaming. And then that's when you snapped out, puked. And then you guys like, wait, there's no flies. There's no old people. Oh, and there's a lady looking through a window out of shit. You know what I mean? Uh, in the middle of the day. So I uh, just want to reiterate that just in case, you know what I mean? To make that fresh and uh, go ahead. Scenes on you guys again. Yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty fucked up guys. Yeah. But you know, it happened. I just, I remember it. It's, it's not like a dream. I remember it vividly. Alex will look at Mike. Okay, so is this why you were so worried? Yeah, I'm I'm more worried about what's going to happen next. Yeah, this, this reporter, he's, uh, I haven't met with him. And I just, I just wanted to hear from another person to know, uh, how you feel about this because this is weird. He's paying a lot of money for us to look into things that have been gone for a long time. No, just to interject uh, real quick to Wayne with your character feeling like the sense of motivation, you know what I mean? And hearing, hearing like some uh, skepticism that Che has, but maybe definitely like you can see hesitation that might, you, you know what I mean? Like, like your character, I just want to remind you that, you know, that, that, that that's how your character's feeling. So, I, I'm not sure maybe how we'd react if we heard someone having slight skepticism on would I be correct in the chain definitely is like not, I don't want to say skepticism in a bad way, but rightfully so, you know what I mean? Is a very methodical person and wants, you know what I mean? Wants to uh, look before he jumps where I think right now yeah. Wayne's more at a jump before you look kind of stage right now. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I was going to say, yeah, I definitely agree. Like I think Wayne definitely has that kind of idea that, um, you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways or something from his father or something. And, and uh, maybe they're, they're supposed to be shown something and why it's that is beyond understanding at this point, but it, yeah, you're driven by faith at this moment. And Shay's kind of trying to be driven by logic as much as logic can be driven at, at this case. So I'll just point that out in case, you know, with interactions or whatever, you know what I mean? In this discussion for your character, Wayne, but go ahead. Scenes back on you guys. I apologize for interrupting again. Yeah. Well, the way I saw the reporter, he was just, you know, some big shot from the big city uh, coming here, throwing cash around and feeling all entitled and stuff. But I know, I feel like maybe we should, you know, get some information on him or I don't know, <laughs> or ask for a raise. A Cheo kind of chuckle at that. Uh, what do you, uh, what do you think, Alex? Raise would be nice, but I mean... I did. <laughs> what do we tell them? <laughs> they keep me up 
I wake up, I wake up screaming, figure out where the hell that shit started. And if I can find a way to make it stop, I'm willing to see this through. So what's next then? Kind of looking at all of you, just anyone having a direction here. Um, I kind of look at, uh, at Michael Moore as like the leader of this. He's the one in a position of authority. He uh, mm-hmm. he's a, he's a police officer and uh, kind of he's the one who's gathered the rest from my perspective, gathered the rest of us together for this. So like yep. I'm asking this question and I'm kind of like looking around and kind of resting on him. Like, do you have any ideas? Well, I'm going to be back at work tomorrow, so I guess I could look some of these people up, you know, these people involved, Dora, Johnny, Chuck, maybe even Amanda, see what everything that maybe I'll, maybe I'll get to some records or something. Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general? that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by! We hope to see you there.